Welcome to the Industry Insider, brought to you by Promo Corner. Each week, promotional product professionals Meg Erber, Jeff Franklin, and Stephen McFadden, along with special guests, will discuss industry news, trends, and events with a focus on educating the promotional products industry. The Industry Insider, the nerdy news you need to know. Welcome back to yet another exciting episode of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. We are live. Uh, it's a live broadcast today, which is uh, seems like they're getting further and uh, uh, further and fewer. further apart. Fewer and further uh, apart. No. Yeah, that one. Fewer <laughs> and further apart. That's the words I was looking for. Thank you, Meg. Um, yeah, with all the travel and just the busyness of this time of the year, but uh, we're excited. Um, this podcast is brought to you by our uh, by Promo Corner, uh, and and uh, you know certainly Promo Corner provides digital marketing solutions for suppliers and distributors, and their services include email broadcasting, banner ads, sponsorship opportunities, content, content, and more content, blogs, vlogs, and podcasts, video services, and promo show, which is a platform for private virtual events. Contact sales at promocorner.com to learn more about their services. Uh, we've got kind of a cool episode for you guys today. We're launching sort of a new initiative. And um, what, what are we calling this, Stephen? Around the industry, I believe, is what we're going to call it. I love it. Right? it. Sounds great. Do we have a name for it? <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Well, yes. Uh, oh, Stephen okay. has, has given us a name for it. So oh, we're, we're excited to have Around the Industry. And uh, look, it's it's uh, we're basically going to going to bring up, you know, interesting news topics, different things that we sort of want to discuss. This isn't going to be, you know, every every podcast that we do, but maybe once a week or I'm sorry, once a month or uh, or, you know, every other month, something like that. But, um, you know, we just want to make sure that we're covering the news of the industry. And certainly there's a lot of resources for that. So, um Meg, I know that, uh, well, first of all, how are you? I see your arm is in a sling and uh, you're probably, you know, under some medic medication and, uh, you know, all the, all the, all the lucid thoughts today will be, you know, really fun. Yeah. Bear with me. Bear with me. So yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I had surgery on Monday morning. Um, Meg, why don't you tell them what really happened? All right. <laughs> I wasn't doing I, I, I beat your ass last week in fantasy football in your own league. And so uh, you, know, you had to go get that taken care of real quick. Oh, I thought I thought for the last time someone asked for EQP and Meg's like, I am not hand to hand. I'm not gonna stand for this anymore. No, that would be know, the other like, person in the sling. Yeah, the other person. No, I had um I actually, I hurt myself back in February. I was trying to get ready, um, like get in shape, back in shape, you know, for a vacation. And I didn't warm up and I was doing sit-ups and I had a, like a 25 pound weight went behind my head and I went and it hurt ping. And I was like, oh, that's not good. Um, went to jujitsu. I'm like, all right, I can't do this. Went to yoga. I was like, all right, I can't do this. So like two months went by, it wasn't getting any better. Went to the doctor. They gave me a shot. It started to feel a little bit better, but then I was, um, I was at a customer and I was in some like janky parking lot and the wind blew. I know. I don't know how to explain it. It was just janky. <laughs> and I, the rack started to go and I just put my arm out and then it was like, it felt like my arm tore off my body. So I finally went back to the doctors and they were like, yeah, you have a slap tear and two other smaller tears. No big deal. We can get in there and choo, 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 you'll be good to go in a couple of weeks. Sounds good. Went in on Monday morning. Um, so yes, I had the slap tear and the two others, but when they got in there, they saw that the anchor of my bicep has, had also been detached. So they fixed that. And I sent you guys that picture, but 
that she also found a bunch of torn cartilage. Um, I don't really remember where it was, but something about the humerus. I don't, I was very, I was out of it when she was telling me about it, but it doesn't it seem looked, very humorous, Meg. No, it looked like a bunch of calcium deposits. And I thought that was from, <laughs> I thought that was from the, the shot, but no, that was just a bunch of torn cartilage just hanging out there. So pretty gross. Um, I still don't have much feeling in my arm. Um, from that nerve blocker, but it's getting better. I can feel like that it's getting better, but I did bathe today. So we're on it. We're on a, we're on a, we're on a straight and narrow, whatever that means. And I want to give props to Steven. That is a nice sweater that you are wearing today, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm if you notice that Adidas emblem is uh, front left chest, which is something that Adidas has worked with. Is that with where us. that's at? Well, I, the reason why I say this is because we, we work with Adidas specifically to develop products specifically for the promotional product industry. Industry And traditionally, people like to do left chest branding. Um, with this piece in general, we want to start with the Adidas branding, you know, and then your company's branding will be secondary somewhere on the back, the sleeve, elsewhere. But we start with the Adidas branding on this piece. And it's is that something that we're seeing happen more frequently? I mean, not to like launch us into the topic without mm -hmm. talking to Steven first, but I mean, I actually, you know what? Let's let's come let's back talk to Steven. Yeah, come back let's, to this. Let's come yeah. back to it. You know, <laughs> Steven, how Steven is doing is a little bit well. You know, He's also so. having a week, apparently. Let's. It's uh, been a week, having. but personally, I am doing okay. There's some family stuff, and you know, electrical explosion things, and just you know. What you, would, what you would expect, you know, that stuff, stuff happens. Right. So, but I, I am doing well, um, as Jeff mentioned, and maybe we might want to outline it too, um, to kind of go through the topics, but yeah. I, I'm excited. This is going to be cool. Like we, I think it's, it's needed. It'd be a fun, fun episode. So, but I'm good. And Jeff, it sounds like you want fantasy football. So you're having a good week. Uh, this week, no, I got my ass kicked in both of my leagues. Uh, oh, I'm my absolutely league. plagued with uh, with injuries. <laughs> Actually, you know what? After Thursday night, I think I had like 87% of my points with uh, with only two of my players having I saw played. that. I saw and, that. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, this is in the bag. And then the next thing you know, everybody's injured or just absolutely lays a goose egg. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I somehow got beat, uh, which is terrifying. Considering if it makes you feel any better, I went from the weekly highest score to the weekly lowest score in back-to-back -back weeks. <laughs> well, I had Jalen Hurts and Justin Jefferson both play on Thursday night. They both did phenomenally well. They uh, had as much points. defense Monday night, and that's pretty much all my team. Everybody else was just yeah. a, a yeah. fat zero. Yeah. But, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won both no. of my leagues yesterday or this week, just if anyone cares, both of them. Yeah. I mean, from, from what you were saying though, Steven, it, it is definitely uh, needed. I know we've kind of, we've always tried to be timely with uh, the news that we deliver, but sometimes that's a little bit more challenging and difficult, especially scheduling stuff out weeks and weeks in advance. So I think this is kind of a refreshing little take on, on, you know, the podcast and what the content that we're delivering. So uh, kudos to you for the idea and um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, but yeah. Uh, Steven, Meg, wanna... why, don't, why don't we launch with you first? But before we go into the information that you have for us, since you had mentioned Stephen's shirt and the, the Adidas logo being on the left chest, is that is the customer branding actually like is that normal now that they're it's more taking a excuse me a backseat to to the if, brand? If brand? you don't if you don't mind, Jeff, I do want to interrupt real quick. So just so people know, uh, hopefully the format of this will have like an apparel segment. Um, or some sort of product or new to the industry segment that Meg will run. 
Jeff, I think you've, you're going to cover some new stuff if like to kind of stay more relevant, like you were mentioning, and I'll try to find some nerdy data about either a product category um, or revenue reports or all that nerdy stuff. So, but Meg, Meg was, you know, she's kind of front and center on that apparel thing along with Jeff. So we had to split that up. Maybe you guys can swap back and forth. Well, well if there's any hat, I can share it, but you know, the rest <laughs> of it Meg can have, uh, oh. but no, look, I I'm already doing the Ron Burgundy with the teleprompter ad read. So I might as well do the news as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. I'm so sorry, Meg. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Jeff That's asked okay. a question. Yeah, no. So, hey, Jeremy. So, okay. So I wouldn't say it's replacing it. I say it's what we are preaching. I think we, you don't have to have a NASCAR sized logo on your chest, your branding, you know, you're going into these meetings and you're buying retail brands to show off that your brand is aligning with that retail brand. So why not start with that? Um, so yes, I think it's a trend. I think it's going to be um, here to stay for a while, at least until the next big trend comes. But I preach to my customers like, hey, you don't have to go left chest all the time. So I love this new Adidas piece. I love that they went front and center and they actually made the Adidas logo really big. So you're starting with that. Um, and again, it just emphasizes the brand. Um, but what I wanted to talk about and what SNS Activewear has recently done is last week we had our first um, of this year product preview for next year. Um, what that entails is flying half the sales team um, to a, you know, to a location, and we have this whole trade show where our mills come in, they bring all of their new product for next year, um, and they teach us about it, they teach us how to sell it, uh, and what's really great is that they gave us this this new product guidebook. And what I really like about it is uh, our marketing team went in and they sent this questionnaire out to all of our brands, basically providing new business updates, new retail partnerships, 2024 initiatives, um, and how to position yourself to teach like links and guide, not links, but like guides to help, uh, help the reps. Um, so that was really, really neat. And I think it was beneficial. I don't know if our customers got that as well. Um, but a lot of trends, a lot of new product and a couple, three takeaways, actually four takeaways. I just want to talk about very briefly, um, because all of these new brands and new products are starting to launch. Now you're going to see that promotions East next month, but it's a perfect time to go talk to all of your apparel suppliers to see what's new, what's coming in, what the trends are looking like for Q4, Q1, because I know they're coming in at SNS. So, um, actually we just have this, I can't lift it, but <laughs> it is a fall trend kit. I have inserts. I have all that good stuff, but a couple of the takeaways. So, a lot of really soft fleece. I know with J America, they have a new brand with Nautica for us. It's not a new brand, but it's a new brand for SNS. Some really high-end pieces at great price points. Again, it's a brand name. Um, a lot of new textures and fabrications, which I love. Big on that independent trading. One of the biggest sellers we have is this IND 4000. It's a 10 and a half ounce fleece hooded. They just came out with a crew neck. It is money. Um, something that Stephen and I both learned about is called three end fleece. And um, basically it's just three different yarns that are woven in to make this fleece extra sauce, but sauce, I said sauce. <laughs> Saucy. It's just um, the meds. It's, it's just, just the meds. meds. So I don't want to be this, make this about a product presentation, but I love this sweatshirt. I've been sending everybody samples of it so far. Um, and it's a basic brand and you know how I am. I'm always like fashion, fashion, premium, 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 but through the loom knocked my socks off with this. It's the 700 MR. And the reason why it is, is it has all these really cool features. It is an eco premium blended hoodie. It's made out of like 
uh, it was an eight and a half, um, three end fleece, but it was a 5743 combed ring spun recycled polyester uh, pre-shrunk fleece. And it, the recycled poly, it's 100% and it saves eight plastic water bottles out of the ocean. Usually when you have a product like this, it's either going to not be as soft or it's going to be crazy expensive. This is a great price point. And I don't want to talk about net pricing on over the waves, but if you have a login, go check it out. Phenomenal price. Everybody should be sending this to their customers. Uh, Stephen, what was your thought on that one, that piece? Well, I thought it was good. And I, I think ultimately it, it's, you know, the mills that were, that I saw and that were there, you know, obviously those mills provide into multiple different apparel suppliers as well. So I would imagine this kind of is like the kickstart of 24. And I, I don't know that I realized, I mean, I've always known it was early and fall launches, you know, for next year. And in my brain, I've always been so accustomed to going in January and thinking I can't get stuff until spring. And so like, that's when they launch stuff, but it's like, no, it's almost like two seasons ahead for next year. So I think it's, it's wise to know like, okay, now is the time 24 has already been announced. Uh, so go check, you know, go check with SNS and Alpha and Samar and all those brands that carry those mills because they've got that information now of what's coming out. So I think that's super valuable. Yeah. And I, you're right. And I think if, if you look to retail, retail is already, you know, in summertime, they're already doing, you know, wintertime or Halloween or whatever it is. Right. Right. And it, we're starting to see that trend now in the promotional product industry. Like we have the products now coming in for January for 2024. Um, and the last one takeaway that I had was uh, a Taltex product, uh, the new 602. We're bringing it in in 80 colors and the price point is phenomenal. It's a combed, super soft ring spun cotton t-shirt. And then there is a, a CVC aspect to it as well, but 80 colors, deep inventory. Um, and I love that. So aside from the brands with the Adidas, the Columbia, uh, the Oakley, again, brands are going to be really big going into 2024, deep inventory, great styles, uh, emanating retail. But again, with those retail brands that we bring into this market, we work with them exclusively to develop the product for this industry, which means, you know, the decoration, the general decoration places will be open. Um, so yeah, that's all. So that's my update on so, that. It was a phenomenal product preview. I learned so much and I am so excited about all these, these new products, especially the Adidas stuff. Like while we're, while we're on the apparel segment, before we launch over to Steven with promo data, I, I do have a, maybe a counterpoint and I'm probably like yeah. the lone wolf out there, uh, you know, with, with, with this thought or, or mindset, but, um, it almost seems like, especially with like the secondary position branding, I almost feel like our industry has kind of forgotten, you know, what our industry is all about with branding the client versus, you know, just buying other brands and supporting or, or flashing those other brands. I mean, I get why, um, but why at the same think? point, like you, you had mentioned, you know, if your values really align with X or, or Y, you know, you're going to, you're going to go and, you know, put your stuff on that. But then, you know, maybe three months down the road, that company does something really stupid. And now your, your brand is still associated with that. As long as your brand is on, on their apparel or backpack or whatever it might be. And, uh, so I've always kind of found that a very interesting thing, um, when it comes to, to branding, especially cause our, our industry as a whole has always been about, you know, Hey, we're the guys that are branding the client, not necessarily right. just throwing your stuff on somebody else's brand. Um, well, I and like I said, I'm probably like the 1% of the industry that maybe mm -hmm. feels that way because brands are so relevant right now. Um, 
But yeah, just my two cents as a counterpoint. I, I would I would say that I would agree with you on a, on a whole, Jeff. I think that there's you know time and place for all products, right? So like something like this, if it was a gift and then you wanted to subtly brand it or something. So that way people were like, Oh great. They got me an Adidas gift. And then it's, you know, tone on tone or on the back yoke or on the sleeve. I, I, I get that kind of usage for the product. So maybe it's just fitting in that, that segment of the buying, uh, of, you know, purchasing for the industry. But I, I agree with you. I think that our job as a promotional industry is marketing other people's brands, not brands that already have their own marketing, you know? So, um, so yeah. with all that being said, um, the one of the biggest things that the takeaways from this whole thing was this ESG aspect of it and the sustainable aspect of it. So when you're putting a logo on something, unfortunately, it puts a, a shorter sh- shorter shelf life, you know, because if you're not at that company anymore or you're like, hey, I don't want to wear this NASCAR branded shirt out to the grocery store, those types of things. So when we're minimizing the branding, so it's not as big. I think it just provides a longer shelf life. So that's my take on it. Um, well, and I will say, I was just at the the Reciprocity Road Road Rally uh, last week, and Jeremy Lott was a keynote speaker from, from Sanmar. And one of the things that he had mentioned was the best sustainable product that you can possibly put in front of somebody is a good product that they're going to hang on to. Not necessarily yeah. eco or sustainable. It needs to be something that people are going to hang on to that doesn't go into the brand fill. As long as, as, long as you're, you know, holding on to it and reusing it reusing is just as good as recycling or whatever else so 100%. Uh, that was that was definitely one of the one of the key things that i took from that keynote but um and i and i agree um you know so as long as you're you know purchasing good good quality product but uh yeah just it was my two cents because i i hear it a lot and i know i know how much more relevant brands are now than they were two three five ten years ago um you know it was almost you know maybe 10 years ago you couldn't really find very many brands uh in the industry but uh, either way, Stephen, uh, to move things along, why don't we go to promo data? Yeah, so um, I was able to find a few things that I thought were interesting, so I'll quickly go through these. Um, there's there's ways that you can kind of measure the health of the promotional industry, and one of those is by measuring companies in the promo industry that are publicly traded. And so um, there's a few companies that either their ownership groups are publicly traded um, or that they report their, their revenue. So just kind of taking a, a quick dive into that Ennis, uh, which is a, a big printer facility, um, does a couple hundred million dollars in promo, which is publicly traded. They gave out their um, their half year uh, Q2 revenue report. And um, I kind of compared that with some of the predict- predictions for the year, uh, most of which of the predictions for the industry helped uh, overall was that there'd be a strong Q1 followed by a a fairly steady or predictable Q2 through 4, which would match up closely with 2022. Good. And so, so far, that's kind of what the data shows. NS had a strong Q1. Uh, for Imprint had a strong uh, Q1. Pebble Group, which is the owner of Facilis, had a strong Q1. And then um, NS then had a Q2. Q2, 4% lower than 2022's. Uh, for Imprint, I believe their Q2 was uh, even with 2022 of last year. Pebble Groups was a little bit above 2022, but all within that that margin. So it does look like that the industry is kind of staying with what the predictions were and that there'll be some growth, but nothing that 
people are going to go crazy about. It's not going to continue the growth rate between 21, uh, you know, to 22. It's going to be more like the the average growth rate that we've seen back between like 17 and 18 or 16 yeah. and 17. Um, well, I mean, I can't I can't imagine anybody would expect you to to maintain the growth between 21 and 22, but that growth was just because right. it was so far down. <laughs> it, it, absolutely, and so yeah. I, I just you know I think that's. It's smart for us to be reasonable with our business projections as well, too. You know, looking at it, be like, all right, if we can sustain this 20% growth every year, we'll be. But you have to realize market growth uh, will eventually get back to where it was. Well, you know, now you're just seeing your company growth on average if you have more data points to look at. So um, that's my nerdy deep dive into the the health of the industry and using some of the data uh, from uh, NS Forum Print and uh, Pebble Group right about PPAI's news and ASI news. All right. So what do you what do you guys think? Then do you think next year is going to be better than this year cuz this year was a shit show. <laughs> uh, well, next year is an election year, so I mean that that certainly yeah. uh, you know, well the, for the industry typically. Yeah, it yeah. usually does pretty good for the for the industry just with all the stuff. Um, so yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah, there's there hasn't been a ton of predictions on that. They're still predicting, you know, Q3 reports and Q4 reports. I would say traditionally speaking, if you look at election years, the economy and costs and all sorts of things just do a little bit better than they have the previous three years. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw somewhere in like the two to five percent growth or two to three percent growth, nothing like 10 or 15 or anything like that. I think it'll be a couple percentage points. So over this past year, Stephen, I think prior to this, the last couple of years, we've seen apparel do a lot better than hard goods. Would you say as a supplier, you're seeing a turn at all this year? Like promo is being a little bit better, doing better than the, than the soft goods this year? Um, I I really don't have enough data to only my own to kind of okay. speak to that. I think that we we as a company did more apparel in 21 and have done more hard or excuse me in 22 and have done more hard goods this year um i think a lot of it was because i mean in my personal opinion a lot of it was because they didn't have the people in there to order apparel for night for 20 and 21 or excuse me 19 20 21 so when they finally got people back they could finally order all the jackets and get all the sizing and do all these t-shirts things and so i think that's why I don't know. I'm speculating, uh, but products have, you know, increased, I think, because trade shows are back so much. So that, you know, the trade show industry, the event space industry is a huge driver of, of, of hard goods. And since those are fully back, um, those have been much higher than apparel for us. So. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. And no, I, I think, I think we're saying that in general that, and a lot of things I'm, I'm hearing um, are chalking up to because there were so many inventory issues in 2021, people were front loading when they could um, their, their contacts may not be at the, the place anymore. Just a bunch of, of different reasons, but mostly just because they needed to order it when they saw it mm-hmm. and they don't need it as much this year. Um, yeah. But the, the hard goods, I think, there was a lot of inventory issues in the past, um, right after COVID, immediately following with the supply chain issues, and that might have contributed to it as well. Whereas it seems to be back in, in good graces with the inventory and supply chain issues. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah. 
Um, so I, I uh, for for my segment, just uh, the the newsworthy stuff. Um, you know, there was a, a news link article that just came out yesterday. If you guys didn't receive it, but uh, there's a couple key points or things that I thought was pretty interesting out of that. Uh, so first and foremost, um, new uh, new board approved uh, PPI board of directors. I don't know if you guys saw that. Aaron Riley, CEO and founder of Pop Promos. Uh, Zach Ottenstein, hopefully I'm saying that correctly, president of the Image Group, and uh, Lori Bauer, which is the uh, senior vice president and of affiliate sales for uh, I Promote You, uh, have all been approved for uh, PPI board of directors. So uh, congrats to them. Congrats, you guys. Yeah. And then uh, the other thing, um, or one other thing, is uh, a new retail uh, giant has entered the promo space. Oh, let's talk about that. About, did you guys no. hear about uh, Best Buy getting into promo? I did not. I might have read it briefly, but skimmed over it. So let's hear yeah. about it. What are they yeah, doing? Yeah, so Best Buy, I guess, are uh, are starting to offer corporate gifting needs for uh, for tech products. So you know, and it makes sense. I mean, they've got we talked about brand, right? yeah. They've got they've got all of the uh, all the major brands uh, as far as tech products go. So I mean, it kind of makes sense. But look, we've already seen Amazon, Walmart, and Costco, and all these other places get into the space. And uh, so I think the industry is pretty feeling pretty good about you know not having to fret and worry about it too much because it hasn't really disrupted uh, the marketplace too, too much. Um, but yeah, I just thought it, that was certainly noteworthy, uh, especially yeah. coming into the holiday season. Um, and then the last thing that I saw uh, that was pretty interesting, I know nothing about this case, so hopefully you guys may or may not know something about it. But uh, so I guess there was, um, I guess there was some uh, a federal inquiry or, or uh, trial uh, with some promo distributors um, I guess they were, they were, uh, I guess colluding or, or potentially colluding, um, to rig bids for the promotional products industry for the army. Oh, Did you guys wow. see that? No. Uh, so apparently, apparently, uh, they were acquitted by a federal jury, uh, okay. in, in the bid rigging case. So, you know, hopefully that means they were innocent of, of the situation, but, um, yeah. So basically over the last, you know, eight, nine years or whatever, these, these three separate companies were, um, I guess brought in for for this situation. Have you guys heard anything about that? Because I had no idea. And then I saw. I it haven't. It's interesting though. It's you know. I guess you could do it with like bid collusions. Like because if they need authentic bids and they need a three, you know, if you yeah. had three mm -hmm. people bidding and rotating winners or fudging the winners, I could see how that would work. But yeah, I don't know enough about it to speak about it. I don't want to speak at a, at a turn either. Or incriminate. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I'm interested to learn more about it though. And see yeah. Like how that came up, how did that come about? Were, were they accused of it? Did they have proof? How did they get out of it? Like I, where are they located? <laughs> so yeah. So the, the initial indictment came in, in April 22. It says a Florida jury had acquitted the three men. So maybe they're all from Florida. I'm not completely okay. sure there. Um, but yeah, basically, if, if they would have been found guilty, uh, they would have been in violation of the Sherman Antitrust Act, obviously. And uh, the Florida jury determined that uh, there was insufficient evidence to, to convict the men of bid rigging. So, um, yeah. So kudos to them for, for, for getting off. Uh, hopefully that's, uh, that's warranted. But if you're interested in getting more information, like I said, that came in the, uh, the PPAI Newslink article. And uh, you can look that up in uh, media.ppai.org. Uh, if you wanted to get more information there as well. But what are your guys' thoughts on those three things from the news link? I am out of it completely because I haven't really watched the news or anything, but I'm I'm 
crazy shit going on, man. <laughs> crazy stuff. That is insane. Yeah, fair none, enough. None of those are surprising, honestly. Uh, they they all make sense. Best Buy's entry is cool. The the lawsuit's interesting. I'll be interested to kind of see if I can find some more information on that in the future. And um, yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'll have more cool. to add next time. Sorry, everybody. I just you know. No, all good. We're we're, we're starting to run short on time, anyways, but. Um, but the last yeah, segment, we'll make it really, really quick. A couple of events that we want to talk about. Um, two I have. First one. Uh, you get one, Meg. You get right. one, Meg. So get off uh, your, your high horse. All right? Stop. You're, you're, <laughs> well, <laughs> I would normally talk about Promotions East, so I'm not going to. But this well, Friday, <laughs> this Friday at um, the 22nd at 11 a.m., there is going to be a Facebook Live. It is How Well Do You Know Promo. It is a sales rep rumble, and it is yours truly versing up against Nick Latour. I'm taking him down. I think I might know more than him, hopefully. But we are going to have a Royal Rumble, and it'll be on Facebook Live at 11 a.m., and it's something that ASI is doing, so it should be fun. And don't forget Promotion Z, October 2nd through the 4th oh. in Atlantic City at Harris. Meg, you get one. <laughs> and if you haven't registered and you still have, like, one more day to do it for free, you can use PE Podcast 23 as your promo code. That's all. <laughs> what else? All right. Make sure, make sure that uh, make sure you let uh, John Cuddy know that uh, we'll be billing him for that uh, that nice advertising. <laughs> Thank you for sponsoring, John. Appreciate you. Uh, no, so uh, for me, um, look, it's it's that busy time of the year. Uh, there are shows after shows after more shows and six sixteen different shows happening at the same time, same week, all that good stuff. It's been crazy. Um, last week, our team was literally going from one show to the other, trying to overlap and figure out who's covering what. And uh, it was just insane. But um, we had Reciprocity Road Rally, which I mentioned earlier, uh, really phenomenal uh, event for that buying group. So kudos to uh, to Perry Worley, uh, the executive director of that group, for putting that on. Really awesome. Um, but moving forward, looking looking forward, uh, I, I personally really love the regional stuff. And I know uh, since Meg already shouted out uh, Promotions East, I'll, I'll go the regional route. Um, so CPPA, the Chesapeake Promotional Products Association, they've got their, um, their sort of fall event coming up uh, that I always really look forward to over the last couple of years. It's usually like we've done like um, corn maze slash, uh, you know, um, bonfire apple cider donuts all that good stuff i mean it's usually a really fun time s'mores uh but it's just a really cool networking event so looking forward to that and then of course they've got their uh their annual hockey game coming back uh at the beginning of november so if you're a hockey fan and you're in the area come on out i believe it's november 2nd i could be wrong uh but it'll be it'll be a fun game i think it's the new york islanders versus the caps so you know <laughs> it'll be Should fun fires steven so what about you man i'm gonna break my own rule that i gave meg such a hard time about but i'm not going to talk about the events i'm just gonna talk about registration openings so for those of you that don't know there's been uh two registration openings that have happened one of which was september 11th was actually expo for vegas um they oh. um and then there was a a info um, thing on ASI's page about PSI registration in Germany. 
uh, which opened Ooh. up as well, which I'll be attending for the first time. So I we're gonna have to go live from PSI because we talked about it last year, and now you'll actually be there. So there's oh, no, Meg, you're going? No way. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, I want to. I've been I've been talking to Nick and Michael. Uh, so hey, nudge, nudge. Um, I've I've been begging uh, to go to PSI really? this this year is like the first year in like the longest time ever that they haven't overlapped with. Uh, yeah. It's like the AI. Olympics every four years, it lines up the week before. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, fingers crossed. Maybe we'll be there together. We'll drink cool. a, That'd be cool. we'll drink That'd a be pint. Really cool. Yes. But pints there are like real pints. They're, they're big. <laughs> yeah, I know. Have you ever been to a Hofbrauhaus? Come on, man. I, I yeah. know what I'm getting into. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll have half. All right. Very cool. All right. Well, is that it, is that it for the episode? Then we yeah, did it. it was a long episode, no, that was, but it's okay. That was painless. Well, that's because Meg talked forever about freaking apparel. Jesus. I'm sorry. I love it. I'm a, I'm a nerd. Yeah. We're gonna get better at it, but I think we will. Good. I've got a new drinking game though. Every time Meg says brand, you have to you have to take a shot. Yeah. Jeez. And we need a COVID <laughs> jar as well. A what? You need a what? A COVID jar. Every time it's mentioned, since we're. Uh, we have to like put a little quarter in it for charity or something like that. Well, we didn't say it at all today until you. Just oh yeah, it. we did. Did we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's well, how, that's how been, unaware we are. Desensitized. I, I look. I filtered that word out of my vocabulary. It just it's like womp 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 womp. You know, it's the mm-hmm. whole Charlie Brown thing. Meg, did you say that we were sanitized or desensitized? De- I desensitized. <laughs> I don't know. I meant to say desensitized. Oh yeah. Geez. <laughs> either way well look hopefully you guys enjoyed the, the episode as much as we did i know it was pretty fun cool little um cool little new platform or uh format for us to do every now and again so um stay tuned and hopefully we'll uh we'll be doing another one uh well i guess it'll be a little bit further out because we got some other cool stuff coming up uh we've got a whole nother uh format coming out here that is also ripping steven off uh, so thank you for for contributing and, and lending us that uh, that as well. But stay tuned for that. That's going to be fun. I'm not telling you what it is yet. You'll find out soon enough. Yep, um, but yeah, this episode is brought to you by uh, Promo Corner. Promo Corner provides digital marketing solutions for suppliers and distributors, and their services include email broadcasting, banner ads, sponsorship opportunities, content, content, and more content, blogs, vlogs, and podcasts, video services, and promo show, a platform for private virtual events. So contact sales at promocorner.com to learn more about their services and figure out how they can help you and your company. Um, guys, uh, it was fun. Do you have anything okay. else to say or add or, you know, no, it was great. Have a great go get some food to soak up some of that medication. I need to, I need to go eat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, until next time, we'll see you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.